Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. All right, welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Do it on your side so it's like surround sound. No, this is just you, little lady. <laughs> she stole that from me. I'm going to add me saying that in before you. Um, I'm Olivia. I'm an entrepreneur, a brand builder, and most recent business is Velvet and Fur, which is a polymer clay earring business. You should check us out at velvetandfur.com. Um, across from me is, I think it's Lisa, but it may or may not be me because she's <laughs> starting to morph into me. But I think, wait, I think it's you. Lisa, is that you across from me? Lisa. Hi, guys. Ew, I sound Welcome like that. to the Salt and Pepper podcast. <laughs> <gasps> I do cough when I get nervous. You always cough. Um... I'm I am I'm Lisa Brosser and <laughs> barely I um developed um the patent for mirrors um is there my a patent for mirrors current obsession <laughs> you heard me my current obsession is this is a hard one actually because I have two so this is gonna be hard to choose because so I just I have, say two two okay 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 <laughs> If you say so. One, the podcast Crime Junkies. I just started getting into it. It is so good. Is that the one with the a little bit older women who are like funny? No, that's my favorite murder. Oh, okay. And I really like that one too. Okay. This one is less crude. (laughs) Oh, okay. I've never listened to either, so I don't know. Um, That one, um, there's like no censoring or anything. And it's really fun because they like talk like we do and then they get into murders where this one is like strictly murders you actually don't really get into oh good cut (laughs) the fat let's just get right to killing (laughs) um and it's funny because when I first started listening to my favorite murder that's how I felt but I'm like oh wait these girls are just so funny I love getting to know them more and so I just love it but this is like really getting into murders like it's a lot I would say that there's even more, um, not education, but more like, um, what's it called? Studies behind it. Okay. Um, where the other one, they're usually just like reading off of a a few sites. Right. Either way. So good. Both of them. But Crime Junkies, I'm really getting into it now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number two, our playlist. Salt and pepper play- playlist. Playlist. I think that's what it's called. Um, I like love this playlist. It's yeah. like some of my super duper top picks, and I did like really moody music for mine. I know I started shuffling, season. and then there was one, and I was like, "Lisa, you don't listen to this. It's so vibey." What? Which one? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never heard oh. it. It was like a. I don't remember which one it was. Did you I like think it it's or because did you hate no, it? I liked it. Oh, okay. I think it's because I expected to open it up and it was just like Justin Bieber, Drake, Kanye, and like oh, that's no. what I expected. I only but. have one Bieber, and I don't have any Drake. Mm-hmm. I almost put Marvin's room on, but I didn't because it's not fallish enough for okay. me. 
close. Actually, you know what? I'm going to put it up there. Um, and then I have a Sean Mendez. Mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with his new song, Wonder. Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's good. really, really good. Love it. And then JB's Lonely. Oh, gosh. I This is why I had to bring up this current obsession because it really, I mean, honestly, I was so annoyed with Bieber when he was like going through all of his stuff and I was just like wow like he says he's a believer and he's going through all this stuff and then honestly like heart check um way before he put out this song but I'm like wow how judgmental and legalistic of me I was definitely like of that mindset back then and I'm like you know what like to believe in God you come in all shapes and sizes and unfortunately like you go through a lot of crap And so when he put out this song, I was like, wow, like a whole new appreciation for Bieber and everything that he's gone through and who he is now. And I just have a lot of respect for him. Great. Yeah. That's great news. Thanks. (laughs) Um, My current obsession is the Instagram account at Dinosaur Art. (laughs) It has just stunning murals and depictions of like dinosaurs Mm -hmm. dinosaurs eating other dinosaurs dinosaurs just majestic across the land you know like what it would look like if if we lived with dinosaurs so like they're eating humans no because we would be we separated no we would be one with them we would like ride them around like transportation like, come to on. be one with a dinosaur yeah. gives me a whole um, different picture in my I don't, mind. I don't mean go have sex with one. <laughs> I don't mean bestiality at its finest. Gross. But <laughs> I do think we would be at all... <laughs> I think we would all be... Um, we would coincide. Is that the correct word? Coexist? Coexist with <laughs> them. Coincide. We would have... A rich person would have a brontosaurus in their backyard trimming their trees, <laughs> and you would ride them to go to school. You know, that type Do of they, thing. Are the depictions of them with hair like they truly had? The, oh, you mean like birds? Yeah. Um, no, but let's be honest. No one wants to see that. I do. Hello. Let me see. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> that's um, pretty cool. I, that's interesting to see it by the water. In, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It literally makes me, it's so crazy that dinosaurs existed. How are people, more people not talking about this? Because <laughs> um, they don't exist. Uh, so, But they did exist. I, I really can't wait to go to heaven and be like, okay, God, I want to see like what it was like for the dinosaurs on the earth. Like I, I imagine heaven to have movie theaters. Okay. IMAXs. IMAXs. Um, and you sit on a cloud. Yes. Instead of recliners, they're like they're clouds, like clouds. cloud cleaner. Um, and uh, there's IMAXs everywhere. And each each viewing is a different like part of history. And there's like obviously millions and trillions and infinity of these IMAXs um, because it's different perspectives. And, okay. and so like we're going to have so much time when we're in heaven. So, you know, like, I'm forever. like really excited for this. Um and so, like, mine are going to be, like, forming of the earth. I don't think I'll want to see the flood because that's really freaky. Um, yeah. 
Dinosaurs. 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 Well, you know my theory about dinosaurs. We've talked about this. Which one? That they existed before humans. Yeah. <clears throat> and that makes so much sense. Yeah. So I think that they just kind of like the earth was theirs. Mm-hmm. Like they just like hung out. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, so, so that's my current obsession. What's your silver lining? Oh, yeah. Let's do silver lining of the week. Um, my silver lining. <clears throat> Exactly 48 hours ago, I was sitting, hanging out, and I see a Voxer from Lisa. Oh. And I wonder. Oh, no, it's a text. It's late in the evening. It isn't typically late when she texts me. It's usually like, I'm going to bed, and it's 6 p.m. Anyway, it's 10 p.m., and Lisa texts me and goes, yes, I am still up, because I was watching Imagineering. (laughs) And I go, what? (gasps) And she goes, I'm crying. I love it. I want to go to Disneyland. And I just sat back and I was like, you started bawling. Thank you. Thanks to everybody. I did it. I've convinced her. She is slowly becoming me. She loves falls. She loves pumpkins. I love falls. (laughs) And now she understands the appreciation for Disney. And if you guys have been listening to the show for a long time, you know, I'm always talking about something Disney this, something Disney that. And Lisa's always like, yeah, 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 whatever. I kind of like Moana. It's different now. (laughs) So my silver lining is that I finally, I've brought you over to my side, yeah. the good side, the side where one day we're going to go there together and you're going to see me at my happiest self and you're going to be like, I saw that in the Imagineering documentary and I know all of that and it'll be like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'll see Olivia smile for the first, I'll see Olivia smile and happy for the first time ever. It's um, actually really depressing. <laughs> and um, forget about all of her worries and um, I'm gonna leave you before we leave the park so that I don't see like your come down from your high oh yeah you do not want to see me when we're driving home from Disney no just like why is any of this here why isn't it all (laughs) why isn't it all Disney it's so annoying when you just like see the natural beauty of the world after you leave Disneyland. Wow. Now that I think about it, like you being at Disneyland is truly like like someone being high because because you um, you get into it and you're like in this completely like different zone and you're a completely different person and then you get out of it and it is the come down mm-hmm. and you're just like, what is this world? The world is so much better as Disney. Like how like people who like to get high like, are like, this is what the world should be. This is the real world, but it's really not. Like Little Mermaid felt. Uh, yeah. She just wanted to be where the people were. Yeah, but the real world is where the people are. No, the real world is where Disneyland is. Oh. I want to be where the people are. are. <laughs> <laughs> You're like trying to follow me. Um, anyway, okay, okay, super excited about that. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> I was like, where's this text coming? <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? Um, okay, so um, my silver lining of the week is my neck hurts because um, I slept on it weird. Um, and if I, my silver lining is if I, I don't turn my head, I don't even notice it. Was like the most boring silver lining <laughs> I've heard. I think since we started. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I I have. It's almost my birthday. That's not a silver lining. Well, you were sick and you feel better. That's true. So your neck Still hurt. Nasally, you were sick and you feel better. Yeah. What a week. What a week. Wow. 
Okay, well, sorry your neck hurts. It's okay. Neck stuff is annoying. Like when you yeah. fully can't turn your head. And then when you do and you like tweak it. Oh, oh and then you want to die. That's probably like one of my worst things ever. Yeah. I'm going to save that for a pet peeves. <laughs> when your personal neck hurts. <laughs> my pet peeve is like when my own neck hurts. <laughs> um. Okay. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Okay. So today, I don't think it's the exact date, but within these last couple weeks, I got, it'll be like my silver lining. I got a little audio message from Lisa a year ago, and, you know, she's, like, doing, I can't look at you, um, and we had been talking some, but not, like, a ton, ton, and I had just gone through the transition of losing my first co-host, being alone, and I had just gone to Portland, um, and I had done a couple of amazing interviews with Rachel Basca and Alana Jersmov. And um, I was like, I can do this. I'm going to be a solo podcast host. Like, look at me. I'm a woman. Hear me roar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I get an audio mess. Oh, and then the whole time I'm praying, like, Lord, do you, should I have a, po- do, <clears throat> should I have a podcast with somebody? <laughs> and he was like, if, if someone wants to be on the show, the, they're going to ask you. And I was like, okay, I don't really understand. <laughs> Then you're like great. I love being by myself. Yeah, I'm like so cool. I'm so fine. happy. <laughs> I don't have to depend on anyone. So then I get an audio message from Lisa, and an audio message too, which was funny. And uh, <laughs> she asks me to be on the podcast. Well, we'll play it right now. <laughs> oh, I should have got that. I'll find well, it. You can edit I'll it. Find into it and I'll edit it into I'm, it. I'm really curious what it says. Okay, I. I see that you you saved my last message, um, so I'm guessing you're busy right now. And I don't I don't know if sending you this as a voice message is what I should be doing, but I'm gonna do it because I'm not kidding when I say I'm so inspired by the last podcast that I'm. I'm just going to say it and I'm not going to allow whatever negative thoughts might keep me from saying this. Okay, I'm freaking you out now. <laughs> I really wish I could see your face. Dang it. I'm just going to do it. Um, well, I'm going to do it in my way. So it, it, this is going to take a few seconds of talking. So here's an idea, um, a thought a proposal of sorts and I have been thinking about this and so this is me saying screw it why don't I just bring it up oh gosh I can't even say it what do you think about me being on the podcast there I go um this is getting long um I'm so nervous uh wow I'm not gonna delete this I'm not gonna delete this I'm not gonna delete this I don't know I just want you to chew on that um I'm okay with denial. Honestly, I want whatever's best for you, but I I really have been thinking about it. And every time I listen to your podcast, I just think of like how much thought I can add to it and I I don't know. It I have a whole PowerPoint <laughs> that I have in my head 
Um, maybe I should have just told you I have an actual PowerPoint. That would have been way better. I'll make a PowerPoint if you want. So I just wanted to put myself out there. Even if it means being humbled, I'm okay with that. Uh, take your time. Maybe not too much time to where I freak out. But um, I understand you're busy. I just remember you going, okay, I just want to ask you. Hang on. Wait, I can't. I'm not going to think about I'm it. I'm not going to. Wait, I just need to do it. It was, I, and I was scared. I was like, what is she talking about? Um, so anyway. I, I remember doing it too. Yeah. Um, and then we met up and a whole year has passed. But from your perspective a year ago, what was going on in your head? Oh gosh. Okay. So um, at this point, I I had bear. um there, I mean, I had like a weekly routine of everything I did. It didn't consist of like any work stuff or anything like that. But you had just told I, me you were pregnant <clears throat> with Mav. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. Okay. So, I I love working. Um. While having kids, I always knew like I wanted to have something. Um. And so I had been doing a lot of stuff at the church. Um, I was involved at the church, our church, um, the story. And so I was going into the church multiple, multiple times a week, but that wasn't necessarily like the thing I've always wanted to do, but I love, I absolutely love doing it. It's just not my own thing. Um, cause my husband started the church, so it kind of feels like it's his thing and I'm helping him, which I love and I've always wanted to do, but it's not like my own personal thing I've wanted to do, if that makes sense. And so, um, Olivia had just come back from her interview with Alona. Um, I call her Alana because I've known Alana for a very long time and I've always called her Alana. So sorry, Alona. Um, and the, Alana's always been an inspiration of mine. She's one of my best friends. Um, I started her, I, I watched her start her business from nothing, Koja Numbers. It's, oh my gosh, please go check them out on Instagram, Koja Numbers. They have the absolute best bags in the world. They have amazing oil and her sister and co-business partner just started another brand. And so go check that out of beauty products. And so what happened was I'm listening to their interview and I was just so inspired. It was all about following your dreams. I mean, her, Alana and Olivia like vibe so much. I know. They it they were so both fun. like on track the whole entire time. They're like, "Oh my gosh, me too, me too." They both say the same things all the time. That's probably why I'm like so attracted to both of them like as friends. Physically. <clears throat> and physically and emotionally and mentally. <laughs> Wait, date me? Um both of you? What? <laughs> So, um, I, I was just really inspired by their episode and, um, then flashback just a few months before Maddie and Olivia started the podcast. And honestly, when I found out that Olivia had asked Maddie to be on the podcast because she felt like she needed to be on it, I personally had a little grudge against both of them. And I was like, I mean, I think I would be so good. I don't know, like, why she wouldn't want to ask me. Well, and I had asked Maddie in 
it was like <clears throat> December that following year. Mm-hmm. And we had recorded a bunch, January, February, March. We didn't launch until June. So I don't know. Were you and I talking a ton? Not even last no, year, not the a, following not year. Not a ton. Yeah. We, um, it was when I was pregnant that we started. Oh, yeah. We started talking um, yeah. and hanging out. And then after that, like every time we hung out, you would just tell me about like the new things that you're doing or whatever. Um, I was always so curious. And yeah, you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to start a podcast. I'm like, wow, that is cool. Like that is something I've always wanted to do. I mean, not podcasting necessarily. I never really like knew the podcasting world, but as far as like an Oprah I love like talk shows and talking to people. I'm really annoying and I ask a lot of questions. Um, it's actually like annoyed people. Um, but that's just what I love to do. I love to get to know people and I love hearing people's stories. And so um, I ended up asking Olivia to, I didn't ask her, I told her to put me on the podcast. <laughs> and it was so crazy because that was so out of my realm I'm not that type of a person honestly the only way I would have gone on the podcast is if I was asked to I'm so not the person to like just put myself out there and that has since changed and I'm a completely new person (laughs) no but I am now a part of the podcast since then Mm -hmm. I guess that's the story that is the story yeah yeah I mean I think when I think back to it I I sometimes wonder like would I still be doing the podcast if I was alone what if I would have said like no because the only reason it wasn't even like I was going through a list of people and I was you know weighing up pros and cons it was just kind of like all right I'm just doing this alone like I Mm -hmm. think I had just gotten to a spot where I was like whatever I can count on me and that's fine and I knew that you were freshly pregnant Mm -hmm. (laughs) and had bear and I was just like that was my only apprehension and I was like all right let's meet up and we'll talk about this and and then it all worked out same and I mean to be honest like that didn't really hold us back Mm-mm. I mean, being pregnant towards the end. Towards the sucked. end. But also towards the end, it was also COVID. Yeah. Like you had delivered Maverick in April. COVID we was had March. podcasts ready to go, like ready Gosh, to, we and were then so COVID prepared. happened. Yeah. And then that everything. That really sucked. We even had interviews ready, mm-hmm. like interviews that we were going to start and that ended up not going through because we were only doing in person. So, I mean, that's our silver lining of COVID. Now we're doing yeah. Zoom and we've had the most amazing guests. Yeah. And it's been fun. Got to travel this last year. Go to San yeah, Francisco. I know. Had okay. more plans, but I hope mo- more traveling is in the future for us. Yeah. Um. So, what? Two. I have a two-parter. So, what do you think has changed for you in the past year, in the sense of pursuing what you love to do, and like that mentality shift, and also what advice would you give to somebody who maybe wants to it's very specific what you did but wants to follow their dreams or who maybe doesn't typically stand up for saying something that they want to do but they feel like they really want to so I think that this me asking you to be on the podcast was a general catalyst for the rest of my year 
Um, if you guys listen to one of our more our uh, latest podcast about relationships, I kind of talked about this, how in my relationship, I've kind of gotten to a point where I don't back down as far as things that I want, not necessarily in a selfish way, but just speaking up for myself and saying like, hey, this is who I am. I think a lot of that is coming into myself and realizing who I am. And um, I'm ever so changing, but at the same time, like being okay with my opinion and I think that in the last year, um, I've grown a lot in friendships as well in realizing what I want in friendships and relationships. And with that, being okay with my opinion and being friends with people who accept me no matter what my opinion is and no matter who I am. And Olivia is a big part of that. I can't look in your eyes because that's like so huge for me. Um, Alona honestly is a really big part of that um people who are unashamedly who they are is my inspiration in life and that's my husband as well like he has not changed no matter like what job he's had or no matter who's been around him like his integral self is the same and I love that like I just I just see so much confidence in that in all of those people that they are who they are and it doesn't mean that they're never wrong um all of these people I've (laughs) except for Olivia um all of these people I've learned like are stubborn in their own ways but that's because they know who they are and they stick up for themselves but all of them are okay with being wrong And I think that's so huge and I am still learning like how to decipher that necessarily. But I think that going for this was just like, you know what? I'm not even going to like take no as an answer from Olivia. I'm going to do this. I know I'm the next best thing for her and I'm I'm not going to back down. Like I know I want this and I don't think I've ever felt so strongly about something except for like getting married and having kids and so it was such a strong pull to me so because this is like my first like non like human type pull like not having a kid or not like being in a certain relationship I don't know like what what that would entail for other people but if you feel that strong pull Maybe you've never even felt it before, or maybe you felt a similar pull in something like really extreme. I say like you just have to jump in and don't take no for an answer. I would also say this is so similar to Kelty's interview. She's just like a so go-getter. Like I don't think that she takes no for an answer. Like when she went in for that interview, like with her pink poster board, she wasn't going to leave without a job. And I think that just like listening to other people and surrounding yourself with other people who are in authority of themselves, like other people don't hold authority in their lives. I don't think that you have a choice but to be inspired by those people. And if you're not getting inspired and not being a better person, Ooh, I say you have a lot of change you need to do in your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. It's interesting hearing other people's perspectives on 
me or like Zav or other people because mm-hmm. it's like everybody's perspective is so different yeah you know what I mean um what what would you say is a little different as far as like how you would see yourself oh I or... just don't feel like I'm confident who I am oh really, my gosh which is crazy no you know who you are and I love that and and you're like yeah that's just who I am like <laughs> for instance like you wake up a little later than like I ever would but you're not like oh yeah like kind of like ashamed of it or something yeah. you're like no that's just who I am yeah like sorry I'm, I'm not gonna wake up earlier sorry, for not, you sorry <laughs> unless you like really need to like we really have to get work done yeah and I just appreciate that rather than like honestly before in my life like I would just do whatever other people wanted I mean we can get into Enneagram if we wanted to but I'm not going to because we're going to another week um but as a nine like I never knew who I was because I morphed into everyone around me. And I mean, maybe I'm doing that now as I'm like, <laughs> but, but I'm, but I know it's fine I'm not. With me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Seriously. I encourage it. My, my emoji. Um, but I know it's different now because I'm not becoming other people. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming who I am finally. Mm. And so honestly, I think you really have to learn who you are. Totally. I think that like knowing your identity, I think knowing God is so huge or having a higher power is so huge because for me, like I can't depend on myself. I have to know God better to know myself better. Mm -hmm. And so like my spiritual life has completely changed in this last year. Like I kind of talked about legalism a little earlier. I grew up super legalistic, Um, not just like church wise, but like in my own mind, I had such a hard time with understanding like sin and Christianity, do this, do that. This is wrong. This is right. Um, And like recently I've just had such a better relationship with just God alone of course like reading my Bible and getting to know him like by divulging in the word but I really had to I really had to find out like what makes me me and that also was part of me getting married and I I grew up with my parents Um, I lived in my parents house until I was married that's part of my culture And I never really had, like, my own job that I loved or that I, like, really cared about. I never stuck to anything because I honestly didn't really need to. My parents supported me. I was going to college but didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I got married and I'm like, hey, well, I want to be married and have kids. So I'm just going to have whatever job until I can succeed at that. And then I think once I had kids, I was like – well, I've never even just wanted to have kids. So like, what do I do now? Like, what did I think I was trying to do? I mean, I was still doing what I wanted to do, but I only had like the first part done. And so this answered that second part and I'm happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess then this is kind of the first thing you've like truly done for yourself then like fully mm-hmm. because obviously getting married is like kind of for yourself but you're like joining with somebody and then having kids it's like that's yeah. like you know you're raising other humans yeah so. I, I was helping Zav with his church and I mean honestly a lot of my life I was just doing things to please my parents mm-hmm. I'm such a huge people pleaser I really want people to like me I have a really hard time with people not liking me 
And that's recently changed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just come into like figuring out who I am. And once you figure out who you are, I think that confidence comes with that because then you're like, well, that's just who I am. Yeah. I, you still have to change in a lot of ways. You Mm -hmm. have to be okay with change. Um, especially, um, that's especially hard when you think like, well, this is just who I am. That's just what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, don't get stuck in that mindset because you should always be changing. That's a really bad thing to stick with. Um, but I think I finally got to a point too, where I'm like, you know what? I can't live my life just pleasing my parents. Mm. And ultimately what I know as far as my parents are concerned is as long as I believe in the Lord, that's all that they need from me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many other things that I could do that would make them happy. But why would I live my life just to please them for no reason? Yeah. Because you can't please everyone. So I'm yeah. I'm pleasing them and I'm displeasing myself and yeah. I mean I could even be displeasing God. Yeah. And so ultimately I just have to live my life the way that I know that God wants me to. Yeah. It's your life. Yeah. Not anyone else's, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I think you're winging to your eight a lot more. I am. I really am. And yeah. I think that's actually why um I'm I'm so like what what's it called like magnetic like I'm so um I, I really, I love hanging out with eights. Like, it's like a magnetic force. Like, I, I'm drawn to them. Um, and I think that's because they're so much more sure of themselves than other people. And I think that part of that stubbornness is part of them, like, just knowing them. And, like, no, this is black and white. This is how it's supposed to be. And I love hanging out with them because I also like to show them all the other parts of life. Honestly, I have – I probably have, like, three best friends that are eights out of, like, what? Like, five friends. Yeah. And so I think that just shows, like, what I'm I'm drawn to. Right. And then now that I think about it, a lot of my other friends are nines. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think if kind of going back to like if anyone's listening and they want to make that jump, I think it's very much um, like this. This advice sounds really bad. So everyone take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> but this is like what I told Tay when we started Velvet and Fur. And it's very much like. Sometimes you just have to do things and not think about it. And I'm not totally. saying with finances or getting married or any of that stuff. Like, please think about that. Um, but it's more like you just kind of have to close your eyes and jump because, like, your parachute really will open. And it's like you're not really sure, like, exactly at what altitude that's going to happen. But you just take it one day at a time. Like, I'm in the process of starting another business and I've been really overwhelmed by that. But then it's somebody was like, how are you going to have time? And I'm like, I'm just going to do a little bit every day that's Mm -hmm. it I'm not gonna worry like just do as much as you can every day to get to the goal you're doing so it's like if somebody's out there and they've you know I've known people that have studied personal training for six years and then they get to the end and they go huh I don't like this Uh (laughs) it's like all right well change Mm -hmm. and that's okay you know one day at a time I think part I think that is such a perfect picture of what it is because when I go back to that feeling of when I was audio messaging you that's exactly what it was I was like you know what? I'm not gonna think about it I'm just gonna do it I if God doesn't want me to do it at this point he's just gonna have to like shoot me down with lightning because I I just feel it it's almost like this power or this energy or this like 
honestly, like it, it reminds me of, <laughs> I was telling you earlier, but um, I get like the most, my most ideas, maybe this is why I'm a morning person. I get most of my ideas and I'm most like ready for the day after my latte, my two shots of coffee, um, because I'm just like powered up. I'm so excited. I'm like all in, I'm ready to do this. And that's how I felt. And I think that's what happens to people when they're about to jump. I think that Mm -hmm. when they're about to jump from that plane, they're like, okay, like I have no idea what's about to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen. I just know I'm already on this plane. Which literally was what it was like skydiving. Yeah. Yeah. And you you just jump. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like. And I was freaked out. And I don't really get freaked out. And I told him, I was like, I don't really know about this. (laughs) And you know what? Even after you jump, you still don't know. It's not until you get to the ground or you're like halfway Mm -hmm. through and it's like kind of fun but still terrifying yeah and you still have no idea like when it's gonna end or what's gonna happen next Mm -hmm. it's not until then that you're like oh okay yeah this is good there's and there's still like high points and low points but I think that's like a perfect like picture of the journey of going through the thing that you love to do and that you know you want to do yeah like you have that energy and you have that push but you would just have to jump off the plane Mm -hmm. yeah I think it ultimately comes back to and I'm not trying to sneak in the thing I wanted to do today but it comes back to caring about what people think um in the sense of like I always tell people you know like sometimes I will just like find every email I can for Urban Outfitters and send them photos of our velvet and fur earrings because I just think it's funny I'm like Mm -hmm. well what if one of them likes it you Mm -hmm. know and it's just like the worst that can happen in life is somebody says no like the worst that could have happened when you messaged me is I told you no but I was nice about it and we Mm -hmm. would have still been friends you know maybe maybe you wouldn't have been my friend anymore (laughs) but you know it's like doing the thing that you love to do or shifting careers or maybe disappointing your parents or whatever that looks like you know what like ultimately the worst that can happen is that somebody's just kind of like I don't really agree with that and you're like that's okay Mm -hmm. because I don't really agree with everything you're doing either but that's why that's your life and this is why this is my life Mm -hmm. um but I think I think everything in life most of the time ties back into well what will that person think will that person judge me like Mm -hmm. I had so many people talk behind my back when I dropped out of school like she should have never done that da 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 I'm like well it just doesn't matter what anybody else thinks unless you're doing something really really uh, like clearly wrong or it's hurting yourself yeah um and even then sometimes people have to go through what they're gonna go through and do what they need to do to figure out who they are as people Uh um and so I think it is really important to remember like Whatever you want to do in life, you just do it. Yep. And if you don't, then you just go a different direction. Yeah. And it's all going to be fine because we're all going to die. So. And then we get to see dinosaurs on the IMAX screen. <laughs> on the IMAX and the cloud cliners. Cloud cliner. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's shift a little bit as we getting, we're getting close to the end. So um, we've talked a lot on the show since you started about... Um, life balance mm-hmm. kiddos yeah breastfeeding yep. that was a huge transition so for you now that you are working and you have you're you're thinking of the podcast now you're thinking of a business but you have two little nuggets what is that like for you what has your transitions been like what is kind of the next phase for you and the kids and for you yourself well I'm just now getting to a point of um working more um it's a really annoying transition to be honest um wanting to work and not 
being able to like I know a lot of my time like needs to go towards my kids at this point and I can't afford childcare. Um, at least not however much I, I want to be working. So figuring out childcare throughout the week and finding that balance um, is really difficult. And now that Mav is six months old, um, I'm getting to a point where I feel comfortable uh, leaving more. And I think it's kind of like the perfect point for me to start working more. And it's it's a slow transition. But mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, with that all being said, I'm only feeling like I can pour more into other parts of my life because postpartum is very difficult for me. The end of pregnancy is really difficult for me. Um, we've talked a lot about my, um, my breastfeeding journey. I've, I've since, it's been about two months since I've stopped breastfeeding altogether. And honestly, I just try not to think about it. Um, it's really hard for me not to be breastfeeding. I've talked about how, um, I really want to get a reduction. I actually have an appointment coming up in December. I didn't know that. Um, just a, a second cult- consultation now that I'm completely done breastfeeding. And from then, we'll see. Um, I'm probably only going to do it if I qualify for insurance to cover all of it. Um, if not, I just don't think right now it's worth it um, to pay all of that if I don't know if I can get a second one. If I have to get a second one and insurance doesn't cover it, I don't mind paying for that after kids. But at this point, like I'm having a really hard time not breastfeeding, but at the same time, um, I don't feel like I have much of a choice. Okay. I totally have a choice, but here's how I see like getting a breast reduction now rather than after kids. When I'm pregnant, my breasts get so freaking massive. Sorry if you're listening with like your husband in the room. Um, I've actually gotten people (laughs) who are like, yeah, I was listening with my husband. He knows a lot about your boobs. Um, and I've had people go up, be like, I love your show. I had to leave the room. It was like one episode about Lisa's boobs. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, that's kind of every episode. Um, at this point, my breasts just, get like extremely large when (laughs) I'm pregnant and especially large when I'm breastfeeding and um this time around with Maverick I actually stopped breastfeeding because they got to a point where they were too big it was too much for me it hurts um it's really hard to breastfeed in general now just think of like really big boobs um and it just kind of takes over like my mental well-being um I have really bad postpartum depression anxiety I've since found out that I get postpartum anger or in other words rage I don't like that word though um and so it 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 makes everything else more difficult and so I just got to a point where I realized well it's either I get my breast reduction and I find out like maybe I can't breastfeed anyways and that's not too different from right now where I don't feel like I can properly really breastfeed at all because my boobs are so big. So anyways, I I think people would wonder like why wouldn't you wait and um, you know, it, it, it just doesn't outweigh the Because you want to be benefit. a 
for now a few years until number three, right? Like yes. three years or something. Yeah. So it's worth it, exactly. I feel like, to do that. Yeah. Three years is a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. And like three years of having like tiny perky boobs. Wow. That sounds awesome. I haven't had that since I was like 13 and I only had small boobs for like five months and then I was a D. And yeah. so, you know, going from like an A to a D cup when you're 13, just hit puberty, not fun for the rest of your life. So um, since then, I um, have also gone back on antidepressants. Um, that's been amazing. I feel like and what normal people feel like, um, it, it just works for me. I other things weren't working um I started antidepressants um when I was actually weaning uh well when Mav was weaning off of the boob because that's when your hormones are the most out of whack and that's when I just got to a breaking point and I knew like I couldn't think properly I I was having suicidal thoughts and um my anxiety was just so bad I was not sleeping um my depression was really 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 bad and I was noticing I was having really high highs really 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 good days that turned into like the worst days ever and it comes out of nowhere and I just think like oh I'm just like this is life but then once you start the antidepressants and you like have normal emotions you're like oh okay like I can now think through this like rather than getting immediately angry or not as immediately angry you can start to like filter the good and the bad thoughts I haven't had a single suicidal thought since I'm starting my antidepressants Mm -hmm. yeah which is crazy because like I can see I can see a difference. I can feel the difference. After a week, I remember six days exactly after taking that first pill, I was just blown away. Sorry, I just took a little cry break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hit with so much emotion because um, it's it's been uh, about two months now that I think I've been on, yeah, exactly two months actually that I've been on my antidepressants and I'm like kind of just now like really seeing how much I've changed in like the most positive way. And just looking back to that first week and taking that first pill, I, I actually did an Instagram post about it because starting antidepressants again, uh, was really difficult for me. Um, I felt a lot of shame and not by anyone around me. It's just like, like no one even like gets it around me and it just feels weird. Like it felt weird <laughs> to, um, to like be holding my prescription and have like a glass of water in the other hand and like my husband and my kids are around me and it just like feels like, okay, I'm about to take this thing. I don't know what the next few months are going to entail now and I just feel like I need this tiny little pill to like help me rationalize my thoughts and be a normal human and I especially didn't know any other mothers who were on antidepressants um, and like what effect that might have on my children but 
like now looking back, I don't, I don't want my kids to ever see me as like, as like mommy without her medication, because that is like a really scary mom. (laughs) And, um, so just in the past few months, like being able to enjoy life and not think about like ending my life is just so huge. And yeah, I'm like so thankful. Hormones are a lot more settled. I feel more settled. Pills work great. Um, highly suggest them if you need them. Um, like it was a last resort for me. Um, so it's not for everyone, but yeah, it's been awesome and great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to remember like, and obviously I'm like not a doctor. So part, part of this is I don't know what I'm talking about, but from what I can tell from being around all different types of women, it's number one is like, it's not your fault. If you're feeling super hormonal, you're feeling depressed or all of these things. It's not like you're doing something wrong. Like I should have just exercised more or I should have just been doing these things more. Of course, there are variables that help with things, you know. But, you know, I have I have friends in my life where I'm just like, I, I think for women a lot of times it's very easy to be like, no, we're just naturally more emotional or we're just this, this and this. And of course, some women are more more emotional than others and emotions aren't bad. Um, but every so often it'll reach a breaking point where it's like, hey just so you know that's it's not normal to feel that and that's okay like it's not normal for your first gut instinct to be so overly emotional you don't even know what to do with yourself yeah extremely overwhelmed wow that's like a great way to put it too yeah you just get so extremely overwhelmed and like one of my first thoughts are like I need to leave this earth like I shouldn't be here I'm doing an awful job yeah yeah, and I think, you know, hormone imbalances are a real thing. I think a lot of men really don't understand it. And I think they try their abs. Some of them, not all of them, yeah. some of them try their best mm-hmm. to be like, I get it. And then there are other guys who are just like, I, I think, and I've heard them say, you know, can't you just adjust? You know, can't you just fix it? Like, it can't always be, you can't always blame it on hormones. And it's like, yeah, for some women, you really can. But I think that that's why it's, it is great to be proactive or it's great that somebody like you who's openly talking about this, because you say, you know, I don't know a lot of mothers who are on it. It's like, so you think there could be a lot of mothers who maybe don't oh, even totally. want to say, because yeah. it is such, especially in the Christian culture, it's just so, so much shame of mm-hmm. you should just be able to pray this away. And to a certain extent, yes, pray about anything and everything. And we can all hope that God will, you know, intervene in your life in those ways. But I believe God has gifted the medical people mm-hmm. <laughs> to be able to learn this and to help, you know, women be better. So I think it is important to talk about. And I am I'm happy that you're happier now mm-hmm. and that the pills have helped. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was also really huge having my doctor who is a Christian. And when I wasn't sure at first with Bear, um, after having Bear about the medication, she was like, you know what, if this has anything to do with like things that you've heard, like in the Christian community or from the pulpit itself, 
like it's all lies and Mm -hmm. i'm here for a reason and these drugs are here for a reason Mm -hmm. and and she like prayed with me through it and yeah yeah, it's really awesome to have people around me who all supported me including my parents who grew up so 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 conservative and to this day don't understand oppression um but they um are very accepting of me i actually don't know if my dad knows i'm on medication or if I have depression he doesn't really understand it but my mom knows and she's very supportive of it and a lot of my family so yeah and I think again it just goes back to caring about what other people think and Mm -hmm. you know if you if somebody out there wants to keep it more of a private thing they can do that you know if somebody wants to talk about it they can do that and I get that it's yeah it's scary it's a scary thing and guess what you know if it doesn't work for you you can stop taking them you know and it's like if you need to have options and you feel like like having suicidal thoughts like that's not normal Mm -hmm. that's not okay so go get help because you know there's anything you get from this is go get help and Mm -hmm. you and I are supportive of that yeah (laughs) yeah and and so for instance like medication is what I needed but for some people like maybe it's just counseling maybe Mm -hmm. you need a therapist maybe you need a mentor maybe you just like need to talk through things with your spouse I don't know Mm -hmm. totally um, okay, I just have one more quick question for you before we end. Um, and this one is mostly because I'm just curious. Okay. But uh, where do you want to be a year from now? Hmm. With everything. Not pregnant. Not pregnant. Okay. <laughs> I'll write that down. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I was telling Zav yesterday. I'm like, oh, no. He's like, what? I'm like, I have baby fever. Oh my gosh, you do? I do. Um, You have a baby still. I know. And I'm like, I want another one. And then I think about when I'm pregnant and I'm like, no, I'm going to wait. Like I just now have my body back. Like literally I can now wear my old clothes. Like I'm not about to get like those big boobs again and everything. Yeah. Um, No, I'm not going to get pregnant. Um, Hopefully. Um, A year from now. Okay, let me think. Well, you know, I think it all, I think it all goes together. When I think about a year from now, honestly, I like get a visual picture in my head of like my daily week and I, I really want like stability. I want this day I'm doing this, this day I'm doing this kind of, kind of like what I had with bear and I and we were podcasting every week it it looked the same every week I had my workout routine I love routine Mm -hmm. and I don't have much of that right now I'm getting back into it um but like (laughs) I want stability and I want um want to get back into working out I canceled my gym membership which was really hard um I haven't been working out um, my pelvis stuff has gotten better. I, yeah, stability. Stability would mm-hmm. be great. Um, and working more. Yeah. Yeah. I think working more, being ahead. <laughs> yes. <it'd be laughs> For nice. once. <laughs> um, unfortunately, seeing you more. Um, I'm so sorry, guys. She meant fortunately. Fortunately, I mean, she, fortunately. she gets those words. Yeah, like, you know, my my Romanian to English yeah, is really it's hard. Bad. <laughs> I see many more lunch wraps in my future. <laughs> the same thing every day, which yeah. I love. So yeah, I think that's great, and I think it's good to remember too. Just with you saying that is 
not only just giving yourself or the person listening just grace in your life, but also doing something doesn't have to look the same for every single person. And like, I don't think it should. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I get caught up in that, in the idea of we should be like five podcasts ahead and we should be doing this interview and this interview and this interview. It's like, well, we're just doing our best and we're getting them out Mm -hmm. and we're doing what we can because you have two kids and I have four other things I'm doing and we're doing what we're doing, you know? So I'm excited to see what happens in 2021. I personally think it's going to be a really, really good year. Um, I think I've, when I, (laughs) when God talked to me about 2020 and said it was going to be a really good year, I think that there is good that has come from this year. And I think it's going to be the catalyst into an even better year for 2021. And I hope that everybody feels that too. Um, So yeah, I'm excited. I had a good year with you. I'm happy that you asked me. Um, I don't know where I would be if you didn't come on. Yeah. And um, you're welcome. What can I say? Go on. Say it louder. I I can't. I don't want to get copyrighted or something. No, you have 15 seconds. Go. Go on. (laughs) I'm like still waiting. (laughs) Um, Gosh, Disney and The Rock. I'm sorry. Is there anything better than that? You're welcome. (laughs) I love it. She knew she would give me a trance with that. Um, Okay. Well, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? Um, Honestly, thanks for having me. Not you, Olivia, but you listeners. You honestly, your messages throughout the year. I've, I've gotten so many like heartwarming messages and so many people inspired by anything that I've talked about just to know that the worst, most suckiest things in my life can like help and touch other people has been really motivational and has helped us get through the year. And then also if any of our past guests listen to our podcast, thank you because you made this year, you helped like the people we've met and inspire to. us yeah people I, mean, I used to watch on tv that now i can like <laughs> dm all the time yeah what? it's it's really cool yeah. and you you made our year yeah i agree yeah all right well thank you everybody for listening um if you haven't yet you can dive into more of these topics at our secret facebook group which we've had a couple more people to be a part of, which it really isn't a big group i know we don't push it very much but if anybody's listening and they feel the same things as Lisa or they want to talk more in depth, we're on there, we're listening, we're watching. So um, that's the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders on Facebook. You can also follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast, where we will be posting our playlist this week. Um, and at Olivia Crin and at It's Lisa Brosser. And those will be down below in the show notes. Um, so yeah, uh, it's always better. Salt and Pepper come together. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.